Peak Wealth Management proudly presents the Trust the Plan podcast with Nick Hopwood and Jim Pilot, where we believe by providing education and guidance, we can help you retire with peak confidence. Now, here are your certified financial planners, Nick and Jim. Welcome. Welcome, everyone, to the Trust the Plan podcast. I'm Nick. And I'm Jim. And this is episode 210, talking donor-advised funds. Take it away, Jim. It's a, it's a good topic. I love this topic. It's it's a donor-advised fund, for those who don't know, um, can be a very efficient way to donate money. If you're uh, charitably inclined, you're philanthropic, you want to give money to support, whether it's your local church or whether it's bigger charities, uh, a donor-advised fund can be a great way to take advantage of something like that. So uh, let's talk about our annual tax return. We take this some people take the standard deduction, some people itemize deductions. What's the difference and how does this work into that conversation? Yeah, for most people, uh, you know, a married couple, the standard deduction is like 27,700. So basically, simply for you to get the benefit of writing off a donation to the church or writing off your Purple Heart donations and all this stuff, they would have to total more than that 27,700 number. And for most people, that just isn't isn't the case. It just doesn't add up to, to more than what that standard deduction is. So it feels like you're not getting any credit for these charitable contributions that you're making. So a donor advised fund, um, think of it as a separate account that's attached to you still, but it's specifically for charity. So the way you could take advantage of that is if you wanted to bunch your donations together, right? So for example, maybe every year you wanna give $10,000 to the church. Well, every year you don't get credit for that write-off, but if you took five years together, bunched it together, so now you have 50,000, you put it into that donor advised fund, you now get credit for making that contribution above that standard deduction. So now you can itemize your tax return. So you get a benefit from doing it that way. So um, that's one way to take advantage of it, uh, bunching those contributions once it's in that donor well, advised fund. What if, I, what, you know, what if I don't have an extra $50,000 sitting in the bank? But I, I, you know, I write checks to the church every week, right? <laughs> Yeah. And so it's through cash flow. So mm -hmm. what's another way I can think about making that contribution differently? Yeah. So another way to do it, if you don't have the ability to bunch it, you know, into a donor advised fund, there's still a tremendous benefit um, from gifting shares, right? So if instead you, you're putting money into your brokerage account and it grows each year and you keep adding money to it, well, maybe you bought Apple stock, right? And you held it for the last 10 years. And not a recommendation. No, not a recommendation. But if you have a, a, a significant gain on your investment, whether it's an individual stock, a mutual fund, it doesn't really matter as long as it's an investment in a taxable account, you have the ability to donate those shares to a charity. Most churches or most charities are set up to, to accept those shares as a donation. And the advantage from doing that is let's simply say you bought Apple at 10,000 and now it's worth 20,000 and you want to donate that you can uh, if you were just to sell all your Apple and write a check to the church you have to realize that gain right the $10,000 gain that you have you have to realize it pay taxes on it and then you can give that money and that would cost $2,800 in tax right by the time you add up the capital gains tax and the state tax and all and Medicare things. Medicare mm -hmm. yep um, if you donate the shares you get full credit for the $20,000 donation without uh, having to actually realize that gain. So that's a really efficient and a smart way to, to give. Absolutely. You avoid the capital gain. Now the 20,000 goes in. Let's, let's use a different example. Let's say 10,000 grows to 50. Okay. Okay. After all, the 20 is under the 27, right? So <laughs> that's true. You, you bought the stock for 10,000. 
it's worth 50,000 now. You think, I want to take advantage of the donor advised fund. Mm -hmm. um, it's a way to um, avoid paying that capital, ga capital gains on the $40,000, which would be substantial. Mm -hmm. um, also, the 50,000 that goes into the donor advised fund, right, it can stay invested. Yep. And it, it's going to create the earnings, mm -hmm. right, are not taxed to you, right? Right. And so it's a way that your gift can kind of live on into the future. And, you, you know, you can decide each year who you want to give the distributions to, which yeah. charity, okay, mm -hmm. could be the same. It could be the church every time or it could be different ones. But you don't, you know, you don't, the, the money's working. Yeah. And so you could be kicking that money out and then there's still principal left. Right. Later, it's still growing, so there's more there that you can give at a later date. The gift that keeps giving, it really is. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, and the other thing, you know, you made a good point on um, is you don't have to just because you put it in there doesn't mean you have to distribute it all in that year. You have flexibility, you have control over when you give, where you give, how much you give, so mm -hmm. that fund can now live for many, many years beyond the initial contribution you made into it. I love it. So back in the day, right, you'd have to set up like a foundation or yeah. um, like a charitable remainder trust. In this case, super simple, mm -hmm. donor advised fund. Um, the two leaders are Schwab and Fidelity. It just so happens that we custody with Schwab. Yeah. So we can help people set up their donor advised fund in no time. Any other closing thoughts on the DAF? I think it's a unique opportunity. I think it's something that most people aren't aware of. That it exists and like you said they're not aware that it's a, it's a simple thing to do now as opposed to being this incredibly complex mm -hmm. you know thing that it used to be in the past so you know we talk about taxes a lot and it's just important to make sure that you're being tax advantaged in whatever you're doing whether it's your saving or your giving and this is just one more way to be able to do that thank you jim uh, at peak we believe that we can provide education and guidance and help you retire with peak confidence and this is just one more way if you'd like to set up time to review your situation, have a second opinion, please reach out to us at peakwm.com. Peak Wealth Management thanks you for watching and listening to the Trust the Plan podcast featuring certified financial planners Nick Hopwood and Jim Pilot. If you enjoyed our program, please subscribe and share. If you'd like to learn more about our services, please visit peakwm.com. peakwm.com today. See you next week.